This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Mercy Talk. I am your actual main host today, so that'll be a fun change for everybody. I'm Dr. Brooke Keels. I am the Senior Director of Counseling and Program Strategy here at Mercy Multiplied, um, and we are so excited that you have joined us for another episode. Over the next two weeks, we'll be carrying over our conversation for Mental Health Awareness Month with a discussion focused on counseling. Um, and what's even better is that we've brought one of my favorite people to join us in this discussion. Um, she may or may not have been bullied into doing this by me, and that's okay because <laughs> she's here, and I'm very excited. So we have uh, the amazing Kim Brown. She is our Director of Counseling in the Nashville Home and so you guys have quite a treat to have her here with us today. Um, I'm just really, really excited. Kim, thank you so much for not telling me no, <laughs> agreeing to be on here. You so. are most welcome. <laughs> She's a very, very nice person, um, but she has a wealth of knowledge. And for once, guys, I'm not the one kind of being interviewed when we are doing mental health stuff. I'm actually going to interview Kim a little bit. So we're going to have some dialogue Today And what we're going to discuss is, um, you know, I, we're going to loosely term this prayer counseling versus, uh, you know, licensed counseling. But I do want to clarify a couple of things on that. Technically, you're, you really aren't supposed to call anything prayer counseling, right, unless you're a licensed counselor. I think people do it just for, because it makes sense to them. You know, I don't think anybody's trying to be nefarious with it. Um, but so when we refer, refer to anything, what we're really going to say is using prayer in counseling. Um, and then we're also going to talk about kind of this other uh, piece of it that um, you've heard, if you've been listening, you've heard us talk about before, which is freedom prayer, which is not prayer counseling. Um, it's just really, and I'm going to let you kind of explain it better than I can, Kim. Um, I just go to it because that is where <laughs> I get <laughs> the most um, out of, out of uh, you know, it's just been an incredible experience for me. And, I, and I'm going to let you talk about that because Kim is also trained in freedom prayer, um, as well as I know you guys have heard Melanie Wise talk about this. So we'll pull some of that in there too, so we can explain the difference between uh, all of these fun, different things that tend to confuse people. So we just want to bring some clarity to it. So that was the longest intro ever. Uh, Kim, I'm going to go ahead and just have you, I think we'll just start with, with what we do in the Mercy Homes, uh, specifically what you, what you do and the work that you're doing um, and how you incorporate prayer into clinical counseling, right? Because you are a master's level clinician. You are almost licensed. We're so close. It's about mm -hmm. to happen. <laughs> um, you know, so, so for those of you who don't know the under the counseling process or the licensure process, you get a master's degree and then you spend thousands of hours, uh, getting licensed with the state. And so Kim will be done very soon on that. We're really excited for her to be full scale. Um, and it really doesn't change anything other than, and you know, one less letter, you get, it, <laughs> you get a letter behind your name or no, you get a few added in Tennessee. Actually, you have less. In some states, you get a few added in Tennessee, 
Uh, so I just want you to understand the context that Kim is coming from. But back to my question, Kim, I would love for you just to kind of go into um, how you use prayer in the counseling room. So at Mercy, we use therapeutic interventions um, when we are having sessions with residents, and it's very structured in how we do that. Um, the way that I often see how using um, prayer and counseling, so many times we have residents who are struggling with a certain um, certain issues, and we don't know where the root came from. We know that there's a root, for instance, maybe there's a root of rejection, but they may not know where it, where it started. And so one of the ways that prayer can be so helpful, we could spend many sessions trying to figure out where it came from, or we can just invite the Lord in and ask him because he knows and he can go directly there. And so instead of spending months trying to figure out what the root of rejection is and trying to get underneath that, we can he can take us directly there and it just reduces the time. And it also really helps the resident learn how to connect with the Lord and hear from him in a way that they can take when they leave mercy. And so it's really invaluable um, to, to use that in counseling. Yeah, that's really good. Thank you. Yeah. And I love what you just said, because this is not just that you can only do this with a counselor, right? Like right. The, the idea of praying and asking the Lord where the roots are and pointing things out is such a useful tool that can be carried outside of, you know, the walls of mercy and outside of the counseling room. What is important about it is when you're dealing with, you know, people that have walked through trauma, significant trauma, or dealing with, you know, uh, some mental health instability, that you are there to guide that process. And so often I explain, you know, that we do the, the highest level clinical with the deepest spiritual work. And the execution of that is, you know, and, and I'm going to actually have you kind of give us an example. I say kind of a lot. No, don't kind of give me one. Actually give me one. I don't know why I do that. Anyway, uh, don't go back and listen to the podcast. You'll probably hear it every other word. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, I will ask you to give uh, an example of of that, but what's important is is when the Lord reveals a root is that you are this trained, trauma-informed counselor that knows what to do when someone doesn't know what to do with what God has shared with them. Also, what I think is really beautiful about it is as someone is learning to hear the voice of God, that you can be there as a support and affirming. And I've heard our other counselors say this a lot of times, like the Lord is telling them something, you know, and of course you can't share that because the resident needs to hear it from, you know, God himself and when when he does share it and they hear it and you're like in your heart like yes okay we're on the right track because it's coming into alignment um and so anyway all that to say i would love for you to just share just give an example even if it's you know i know you probably have a thousand of them of just kind of a recent don't have to be recent anytime that you have you know used prayer and counseling and what that has looked like yeah absolutely um so one example is just that we were um, working with a resident who was dealing with a past um, abuse um, and just having a lot of um, just struggles in um, being able to to work past um, the pain of that. And 
just struggling to really believe and hear from the Lord or believe that they could hear from the Lord. And what is amazing about prayer counseling is that God promises that when two or more are gathered in his name, like he is there. And so he's present and he shows up and he longs to bring healing. And so in this, in this situation of inviting him in, of making it a safe place where they know that, that, um, that they're going to be supported, that they're going to be cared for. Um, and, also knowing that the purpose of this is not to relive a trauma. The purpose of this is to invite the Lord in so he can speak into that pain and he can speak into that hurt and he can identify the lies that they have believed and reveal that to them. And in this situation, um, the Lord, what he revealed, the picture that he showed um, this resident just gave her a new perspective that she had never seen before. And it happened instantaneous, instantaneously. It wasn't just through months of like her really digging deep and just like going after it so hard. It was just in, a, a, in an instant, like she had a new perspective about her life that she never saw before. And it, and it has changed her. It's changed her hope for the future. Um, it's changed her present and just what she believes about herself and believes about her story and believes about the Lord. And so just really powerful how, I mean, the Lord can just speak and he knows exactly where we're at and what we need to hear and when we need to hear it. I love that. That's so, so good. And, um, you know, we, I know we joke about this probably me more than you, uh, but you know, you're like when the Lord shows you shows a resident something or, you know, or even a friend, right. But it's specifically with the population we work with and, you know, and all of a sudden they're like, you know, you're right. I need to forgive my sister. <laughs> and we're like, right. Cause we've been saying that for five months and just in an, and you know, I'm just, I'm picking on something, but yeah. in that, that when the Lord reveals things to people that it, it changes them. Mm-hmm. And, and then what you get to do is come alongside her and help her remember that too. Right. Cause how mm-hmm. often we can easily mm-hmm. forget this, this change experience and we know we're changed, but how do we actually live? So it's a, you know, it's this moment of healing, but then how do we actually live healed though? It's, right. it's a very different process, right. To, to right. be healed and walk in that healing. And that's the piece that, you know, you as the council really get to show up for. You kind of, you you help stabilize, uh, provide the space that, that God can be, bring the faith and the support and all those things. He shows up and then you get to support as she learns to walk with him in that, you know, on the way out. Uh, and, and that is such a beautiful and sometimes very complicated process uh, so yeah, so again, I just, I love, anyway, you're just the best, Kim. I'm really glad, <laughs> thankful for you. And you guys don't understand, Kim and I get to talk, gosh, we talk every week mm-hmm. now, right? Yep. And so, yes. Yeah, we get to spend a lot of time together <laughs> talking about these things. And uh, she just really is so gifted at what she does. We're so grateful to have her. Um, so let me kind of shift gears and in, into what we meant, what I mentioned before, which was freedom prayer. So you were also trained in freedom prayer. This is something that you participate in on a freedom prayer team. So would you explain the difference from your perspective of what happens with freedom prayer and what happens with what you would do in a clinical counseling setting? 
Yeah, absolutely. So freedom prayer is not counseling. Um, and we, um, so tell, step one, step one, <laughs> it is not, is not counseling. counseling. Got it. Yes. It is a prayer ministry, um, with people who, um, volunteer out of a passion and a desire to see, um, to see people connect with the Lord and to have, um, have chains broken and to be healed. And it is just a really sweet space where two, usually three, um, volunteers show up. And one of them is the main facilitator. Someone else records what happens. So like you have actually like exactly word, word for word, what took place in your session. Um, and then there's an intercessor that prays, um, quietly throughout the, throughout the time. And the purpose of freedom prayer is just to really, um, to connect, um, the person coming from prayer with the Lord. And it's to give them words to ask questions from the Lord and to receive what the Lord has to say. It is not about them coming and sharing all their hurts and pains with us. It's about them asking the Lord where, what he wants to talk to them about today, where he wants to start and he, and what he wants to address. Um, and just really conversing with the Lord and just waiting on him and hearing from him. And he speaks to those wounds. He speaks to those wise. He speaks to who needs to be forgiven. Um, he speaks to those deep hurts and brings healing. So it's, um, it's a powerful ministry, um, that is great to partner with counseling, but it's very much a different, a different process. Yeah, that's good. Thank you for explaining that. And it's one of, I mean, again, it's one of my favorite, I think when you, Mm -hmm. when you are a clinician, it's, you know, I, I I do go to counseling. It's kind of tough when you're, when you are a counselor, because you're like, Mm -hmm. I know know all this here, right? I know this in my head, um, but I need to actually, you know, meet the Lord in these places. Mm -hmm. And and so to, to go through freedom prayer, it's, it's, I mean, if you haven't done it, please go do it. It's amazing. It's Um, powerful. It really is. And I love that you kind of live both worlds and, and, and that you're able to, to see the difference because you're not stepping into a counseling role when you're doing Mm, freedom prayer and, and the, you know, line of demarcation is very clear Mm -hmm. if you will. And, and, you know, we have the privilege of, of knowing Jen Barnett, who's the executive director and just how intentional they are Mm -hmm. with training. And so before we jumped on here, I know we were talking about this and, um, and, and even in, you know, your previous life before mercy, right. You were, you were kind of, uh, um, I don't know what the word is. I, I don't want to say blurring the lines. That sounds like a negative thing. Cause you weren't, but you were a trained counselor, but kind of focusing more on discipleship versus the clinical side of things. Right. That is, and right. that was, you know, prior to mercy. So you've, you've kind of lived all these worlds, you know, or lived in all of these worlds. And, and I, I think that's just really unique. Um, and, and, for, you know, the church, Big C Church, I think sometimes people are still confused about, well, she's a counselor. Well, they're a biblical counselor. Well, they do this prayer counseling or, well, freedom prayer. And that is counseling. And, you know, freedom prayer is like, we're not, though, <laughs> you know, and then you've got, well, I just do counseling and I can't incorporate my faith into counseling. We like to put everything in a box, you know. Um, and so I would love to, for you to speak to you have seen it work really well kind of all of these things, right? Discipleship only, uh, clinical and spiritual, and then, you know, spiritual only, if, if you will, over here with Freedom Prayer. 
Mercy Multiplied exists to provide opportunities for all to experience God's unconditional love, forgiveness, and life-transforming power. Our residential program is for women ages 13 to 32, and our outpatient services are for women ages 13 and older. Both programs are voluntary, biblically based, and completely free of charge. Our goal is to help women in our programs permanently stop destructive cycles, discover purposes for their lives, and experience God's unconditional love, forgiveness, and life-transforming power. If you or someone you know would like to apply to one of our programs or you'd simply like to find out more information, you can start by heading to our website at mercymultiplied.com. I'd love for you to speak into where we said basically it could all go awry. You know, what do you you kind of feel like is uh, a setup for that, if you will, or something that our listeners could really just, you know, pay attention to if they were going through kind of any one of these things? Sure. I mean, I think they are all very incredible um, tools that the Lord uses in in different lives for different seasons and that sort of thing. Um, As far as where it could go awry is is the person who's leading it. Um, are, are they grounded in God's word? Are they spirit led? Um, do they abuse the power that they've been given? Do they try to take control? Do they try to tell you, um, what you need to do, or do they encourage you to seek the Lord for his wisdom, for his discernment, for his guidance? And so I think you just have to be careful, um, and just be wise and discerning about who, who you're going to allow to speak into your life. Um, because, you need to know that the person that's going to be obviously having a large role in your life is um, hearing from the Lord who is discerning and who is just using wisdom. And it's not going to take that power that you are giving them, that vulnerability that you are giving them and use that um, in a way that's going to cause harm. Yeah, that's, that's really good. And you mentioned too, like it requires, and here's the thing, all of these things require training, require boundaries, mm-hmm. right? Really healthy boundaries. Right. Absolutely. Intentional training, all of these, right? Licensed counselor, discipleship, mentorship, freedom prayer, you know, even, I mean, especially with freedom prayer, one of the things I really respect about what they do is that their training is so intentional and there's mm-hmm. uh, so many layers of accountability and a of course, with licensed counseling, there should be. We are required by law. So please be doing that if you're a counselor. Um, you know, and then with discipleship, mentorship. And and I, I talk about this often on the podcast. I'm really just passionate about everyone knowing their scope of practice. You know, like no matter what you do and who you are, whatever your role is in the church, whether it's leading children's Sunday school or it's that you you know, or an intercessor in the background or leading a life group or, you know, doing freedom prayer or, you know, doing discipleship or that you're a licensed counselor and, you know, you can are really involved with your church, right? That we all understand our scope of practice in different places, in different spots, in different spaces and in different seasons, because that's what the Lord's equipped us for in that time. And there are going to be seasons that you, for example, can do what you're doing at Mercy and do freedom prayer. There may be seasons that you can't do both. And the Lord's Mm going to tell you, right, hey, it's time Mm -hmm. to set one down and do the other or vice versa. And it better not be Mercy. I'm just going to side note, Jesus, keep him (laughs) at Mercy. Thank you. Um, You know, so I just, 
but it's, but it's interesting because as what I have seen as the preacher's kid, right. Is everybody's, you know, you got five people doing 17 people's jobs, you know, and no one has a scope. They're just like, mm-hmm. well, I'll do Sunday school, life group, youth group, college group, you know, <laughs> whatever the sure. thing is versus, and then everybody's like, I don't want to volunteer. That's terrible. Why are you doing all these things? Right. Nobody's just running to volunteer and under, and that's a whole other, whole other podcast. But I just, um, I'm just really passionate about that. And I think, you know, to me, what's, we, we like to separate all of these things out from, oh, well, license counseling is better or freedom prayer is better or, you know, discipleship is better, whatever we want to say at the end of the day, each one, as you said, so beautifully has their place for whatever season, sometimes all at the same time, you know, mm-hmm. um, but more importantly, if you were the one providing these these things to people that you understand your scope, that you feel equipped, that you know your boundaries and that you're trained in that. And then if you were someone using any of these things, that it's also on you to pay attention. Is that person trained and do they understand their boundaries or are they crossing them? And it's a little bit concerning. You know, we can hold these people accountable. We don't have to just kind of submit to their presence, if you will. You know, we can take ownership as well. Does that make sense at all? Absolutely. Yes. I, I agree with you hundred percent. Seven minutes to get there. Yeah, it's good. Like, <laughs> guys, if Kim didn't agree with me, she wouldn't tell me. So don't worry about it. Um, no, I'm just kidding. You totally would. I, pre- <laughs> I would, I would. Yeah. So I think, you know, what would be interesting, you know, if we were all sitting together in a room, me and you and everyone who's listening to this podcast would be, out of the things we've described, which are you the most comfortable with? Which are you the most drawn to? Which of them sound maybe the best for the season that you're in? Um, and if you, you're you listening to this, you're like, man, what is that freedom prayer thing about? Or actually, I really need to, you know, kind of be in a higher level of counseling, you know, get have a licensed counselor, or I really need to be mentored or discipled. Um, out of those things, if you feel drawn to one, Number one, go do it. Number two, if there's a barrier to that, just that you take the time to really get along with the Lord and ask him what is keeping you from pursuing this. And I think Kim and I can both speak from experience as counselors. Do you know how many times as a counselor, I'm like, I don't want to go to counseling. (laughs) You know, I'm like, but I got, but I have to, right? Like I know that I do. I know that it is a good thing. Or how many times that I'm just like, all right, scheduling my freedom prayer session like I have to do it you know it's not like those of us who live it every day are just super pumped (laughs) to go do it either I don't know do you ever feel that way it may just be me but oh absolutely I mean because it requires work right and it requires vulnerability and it requires an openness um but the benefits so outweigh, you know, the, the right. sacrifice. And so as we want to grow and long to know the Lord more and to know ourselves better and to be better for others, um, why would we not? Yeah, there you go. Why would we not, guys? <laughs> That's going to be the question. I love it, Kim. Thank you so much. Um, and you guys get to hear Kim again because I am making her do another episode. So um, I'm just really excited. Thank you for doing this with me, Kim. Um, for welcome. everyone else, yeah, I just, um, thanks for joining us and we'll hear, see you next time for another episode of Mercy Talk. 
We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com.